Welcome to the Aging Project podcast. Thank you for being here. I'm your host, Shelley Craft. As I've got older, I've come to realise we all need advice when it comes to aging well. So for season one of the show, I've pulled together the best possible support team for us. Doctors, researchers, coaches and creatives. Nothing is off limits. Food and nutrition, movement and mobility, menopause and gut health. Finding a sense of meaning. I want to cover it all. I believe with the Aging Project community banded together, our choices will be infinitely better, more informed, more considered. So if, like me, you believe Aging Well starts now, then let's get going and start learning from some of the best. Welcome to today's episode. And so meditation is, it helps you sleep better. It helps get rid of fatigue from the body, stress from the body, so we're not triggered so quickly. Um, It helps to make us happier. Our body gets flooded with bliss chemicals like serotonin and dopamine. They're those little happy hormone hits that you get when you scroll Instagram. Today, we are chatting all things meditation. Yes, meditation has been around forever and the benefits are proven. But I think this conversation, if you haven't already, will convince you to give it a go. So grab a cuppa, take some time out for yourself and enjoy today's chat. I look forward to sharing some of my own meditation experience on our socials. And you can find us at The Aging Project on Instagram and Facebook. Elise, I guess the first question is, how did you find meditation? Well, I would say I lived for about probably 10 to 15 years, what I would call a pretty small life. Um, So I made really conservative decisions, both um, personally and professionally. And that was because of my journey with anxiety. So I had anxiety Oh, kind of kicked off for me around high school and um, followed me into my young adult life. And I was actually a really high functioning anxious person. So you would never have actually known I was anxious. I was able to cover it really well. Um, but my really unhealthy coping mechanism was um, avoidance. So basically anything that would trigger my anxiety, I would just avoid. Um and it's actually really common. I've spoken to lots of um, men and women about this, and it's it's a coping mechanism that a lot of people use. Um, and so basically anything that would trigger fear would fire off the anxiety for me, and so I would avoid. So I actually started my career out as an actor, and then I ended up moving into fashion, and I started my own clothing brand, um, which I ran for about four years. And looking back now, wow, I made some really conservative decisions. And I turned down a lot of opportunities. I turned down auditions, um, you know, turned down opportunities with my brand and it was all because of my anxiety. And it really just got to a point where I was just jack of dealing with it, to be honest. And I just decided I really needed to do something about it. And one of the biggest catalysts for me was I was at a point in my brand where I, I actually didn't want to run the brand anymore. I found it really unfulfilling. Um, I ended up spending most of my time behind a computer screen and I actually really love to be with people. I love con- connecting with people and um, I wanted to close it, close it down, but I was scared. I was scared of the judgment, you know, here's another failed fashion brand. She didn't try hard enough. Um, and I also had no idea what I wanted to do with the rest of my life, which was really quite a scary place to be in. So 
I took myself off and I learned to meditate. I actually learned with my husband. Um, he came for stress. Um, I came for anxiety. And, you know, it sounds so cliche um, and naff, but honestly, it quite literally changed both of our lives. And not only did it get rid of um, Pete's stress and my anxiety, but it actually changed the trajectory of my life as well. And that's how I really fell into being a meditation teacher. Um, so I credit it for a lot of the um, joy in my life now. The story does sound really common. Um, mm-hmm. As you say, the anxiety might be an added level to that, that some people don't even realise that they're experiencing. But that I guess that thing that's always holding them back is always going to be the fear of failure, isn't it? There's not many people who are just prepared to say, well, bugger it, let's just go for it and see what happens. That takes not just bravery and and courage, but a kind of, I guess, um, a bit of a screw loose for some people. They would think, I can't just do that. There's so many risks involved in doing that. But you dug a little deeper into that to actually find out what it was that was holding you back. So how did your first yeah. meditation go? Obviously, it takes a lot longer than one session to um, to awaken the the giant within. Yeah, yeah. Well, so I learned Vedic meditation, um, which is taught in three sessions over three consecutive days. And, you know, full disclosure, I, I learned the technique and I found it really challenging to begin with. And a lot of that was because I am by nature an absolute type A perfectionist. So I was trying to do it perfectly. I was trying to get it right. Um, I was trying to transcend, um, which we talk a lot about in the course. And, and that was holding me back from just being able to just surrender, basically, just let it go meditation in and of itself is really a surrendering technique. It's just let it go, surrender a bit more, surrender a bit more. And I was gripping really tightly. Um, And so initially I found it challenging to get to a place of, okay, you know what? I'm just going to sit in the chair. That's the place I got to. I was like, stop overthinking it because that's a habit of mine, something I've worked on a lot over the years. Stop overthinking it. Stop trying to be perfect at it and just get in the chair. That's all you have to do. And just let the mantra do what it does best. Um, And really it was at that point that everything changed for me. Everything changed. And now, I mean, I, I just love meditating. My idea of meditation is that I have to dedicate a lot of time to not just learning the practice, obviously that takes Mm -hmm. time and skill, but that daily uh, setting aside that time in my day. Do I need to have the special meditation spot, the candle, the flowers, the table that's laid out beautifully, uh, the place where I can retreat? Do I need that? Or is Vedic a little bit more like the busy person's meditation? Yeah. It is literally designed for people living in the modern world. That's why it it comes from India, um, but it has translated so beautifully over to the West because um, it's literally, it's designed for people with busy lives who have a million things on their plate and no, you don't need a cushion. No, you don't need a candle. No, you don't need any music. No, you don't need headphones. You literally need yourself in a chair and that's it. It is the most, in fact, I ran a course um, just last week. And at the end of the course, you know, it's a three-day course and there's a lot that we dive into. And at the end of the third session, this gorgeous woman said to me, I just can't believe how simple and easy it is. Oh, I love it. (laughs) It is, yeah, it's so freeing. It is so 
simple and easy. All you have to do is get out of your own way. And by that, I mean, stop overthinking it. Just get in the chair. And all you need is to prioritize it. That's it. Just get in the chair and make it a priority. So when people say, I don't have time to meditate, what they really mean is meditation's not a priority for me. Um, because we always make time for the things that are priorities. So we have plenty of time to scroll Instagram and we have plenty of time for Netflix and, you know, all of <laughs> those things. That's some people's form of meditation, let's be honest. <laughs> you know, really, we all have time. So I meditate for 20 minutes twice a day, first thing in the morning and in the afternoon. Okay, so that's not a huge time commitment, 20 minutes a no. day. People initially feel like, oh, wow, that's a lot of time. But when you actually think about it, it's less than 3% of your day less than 3% to make the other 97% so much better. So I always say we meditate to get good at life, not to get good at meditation. So we don't care. Like no one cares if you're a good meditator, really. People only care if you're showing up as a good human in your life. So it really, you meditate to get good at life, to make your life more magical. This is actually demystifying a lot of what I expected meditation to be. And as I said, I've never really taken the time to dive in because I guess all I can think of is Shirley from a country practice sitting under her little triangle (laughs) doing her ums. Um, And that was when I was a kid. And look, I live in Byron Bay. I live in the heart of meditation country here. You sure do. Um, So this is lovely. It's sort of demystifying that whole, um, I guess, the the mystical side of meditation. So how is this going to perhaps uh, keep us feeling younger? What is meditation going to do to our ageing process? Wow. Well, that's a big question. I mean, so many things because what meditation does is, well, and in particular Vedic, is it de-excites the nervous system to a point where we're able to induce this state of really deep rest, rest that is actually arguably deeper than sleep itself. Um, And so when we do that, the body starts to heal itself. And one of the things it heals itself from is stress. And stress is actually really aging. It actually helps to get rid of stress, tension and fatigue that's built up in the nervous system over a long period of time. So a lot of people say when they first learn to meditate, they're like, oh my God, I just had the best sleep of my life. I had a student that I taught recently. She came to meditation for a whole range of reasons. I get people that come for all different reasons. She came, she was having a lot of trouble sleeping and lack of sleep is really aging. Um, We need sleep to like repair our tissues. It's very restorative. It's really important important for uh, the aging process or to age well, I should say. So she came, she was struggling with sleeping. She was having panic attacks. Um, She was at her tether with her kids um, and she was really tired. She was dealing with a lot of fatigue. And I taught her to meditate and she reached out a week later and she was just like, I just can't believe it. I'm sleeping better. I'm so much more patient with my kids. The panic attacks are gone. She ended up leaving her job and she landed her dream job within, I think it was three weeks from the course. She inspired a whole cohort of people around her to come and learn. I taught her eight-year-old daughter. Um, And so meditation is it helps you sleep better 
it helps get rid of fatigue from the body, stress from the body, so we're not triggered so quickly. Um, it helps to make us happier. Our body gets flooded with bliss chemicals like serotonin and dopamine. They're those little happy hormone hits that you get when you scroll Instagram. When you're scrolling Instagram, you get a little dopamine hit. That's why it's so <laughs> addictive. So you get that without the side effects of social media consumption. Um, same thing with sugar. We get that little happy hormone hit with sugar. Um, so you're getting that without the side effects of sugar. And, you know, I, I personally think that aging well has so much more to do than with the physical. It's about how you feel and it's a joy that radiates from inside of you. And so, you know, to get a little bit esoteric, um, meditation is not just dealing with stress and anxiety. I think that's what, you know, a lot of people, probably most of my clients come for stress and anxiety. Um, but then they discover that there's so much more that meditation delivers that's beyond that. And that is a connection with set with yourself, with the truest part of who you are. And that's where your unlimited human potential lies. That's where all your creativity and your creative ideas come from. And so you start to just do the things that uh, like follow your bliss, basically follow what's charming you in each moment. Um, listen to your intuition more. Um, so it packs a punch. Oh yeah, you've got me sold. It is like the ultimate <laughs> uh, brekkie smoothie, isn't it? Literally <laughs> it's got everything in there. A hundred percent. Yeah, it's like thirty ingredients in one. So how do you know? Obviously, sitting with self is, is a big part of it. But how yeah. do you know when you're actually in a meditative state rather than just sitting quietly? Mm-hmm. Well, Vedic meditation is a little bit different because with this technique, we actually don't worry about thoughts. So there's a lot of meditation techniques around that are like empty the mind of thinking, um, you know, stop that monkey mind, clear the mind of thoughts. And that's actually a big barrier to a lot of people learning meditation initially. And Hell that's yeah. a lot to do. Yeah, totally. It's a lot to do with pop culture and what we hear and, um, you know, what we see and read and all those kinds of things. Vedic meditation is very different and it's it's like an absolute bloody relief, to be honest, when you find this out, is that thoughts are welcome. So we don't worry about them. They just there and it's totally fine. In fact, thoughts are quite often an indicator that stress is just coming out of the body. Um, and so you're given this mantra when you first learn to meditate and the mantra is actually designed for transcendence, which is just a really fancy word that means to go beyond. So you move beyond active thinking and into the part of the mind that's really still and quiet. Um, and so when we sit to meditate, um, we start to de-excite the nervous system. So our metabolic rate starts to decrease. Um, there's lots of indicators that uh, you're entering that deep relaxation state. So a lot of people get, um, you know, numbness in the hands and feet. Their body feels really heavy. You can almost feel like you're falling asleep. Um, transcendence actually quite often feels like you're falling asleep instead of... In, except instead of falling asleep, you're actually just diving into this really deep state of awareness, but your mind is wide awake and they've... Oh, you give me the tingles. I know, it's wild. <laughs> it's wild. Um, and so quite often, but it's a thoughtless state, Shelley. So quite often you actually don't even know that you've transcended. Um, you might become aware on the way out. You're like, oh, wow, I just felt like I was almost having a nap then or I felt like I was in a really deep state, but I have no idea where, where I was. Or you check the time and you're like, oh my God, it's been 15 minutes. I feel like it's been two. Um, that's normally an indicator that you're in a really deep state as well. But we actually don't care because regardless, 
every meditation is doing something good for the body, even if it doesn't feel kumbaya, you know, let's dive down into this really deep state. If it doesn't feel like that every time, it doesn't matter because your body is literally getting rid of stress. It's getting rid of fatigue and um, you're entering a deeper state of awareness, even if you don't fully transcend every time. So uh, there's a lot of indicators there, but we don't worry about it. We just get in the chair. And I guess the more that you do that, the more you are aware of those, um, I guess, those cues that you might actually have reached transcendence without even knowing it. Totally. Totally. Yeah. I love this. This is like the modern girl's guide to meditation. This is fabulous. (laughs) So Elise, your course really is the express guide to Vedic meditation. In three days, you can get people to start experiencing, obviously, the transformation that you've had in your life. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. So everybody tracks differently. So some people have really big changes really, really quickly. Other people, it's like slowly, but surely, slowly, but surely the anxiety is lessening and lessening and lessening, or they just notice, oh, wow, I wasn't triggered by that. I would normally be triggered by that. Gee, that's interesting. Um, And so everybody tracks differently, but at the end of the three days, you are absolutely a self-sufficient meditator. So you don't need to keep coming back for training. Um, you don't need to um, need to do any of that. You're literally, you've got your mantra, you've got all the tools you need, um, and you're able to start a practice on your own. You don't have to do weekly meetings or anything like that. But uh, one of the beauties of sitting uh, a Vedic meditation course is that you get ongoing support. So if you have any questions that come up along your journey or if you want to even come and resit the course, you can actually do that complimentary um, if you want to brush up on anything again. But the course absolutely equips you to be able to meditate independently for the rest of your life. That sounds extraordinary and something that I would like to add to my ever-growing daily practice of ageing well. Elise, if there was one thing you could leave our listeners with about Vedic meditation in particular, what would it be? I would say just seek out a teacher, Um, find a teacher. And you know what? I would also say, Shelley, that I'm certainly not about, you know, everybody has to go and learn Vedic meditation. Um, Of course, I think it's fabulous, but I believe that the right meditation practice is the one that you stick with, period. Because when you make it a practice daily, that's when you see the results. It's not the one meditation that you do once a week um, that will make a difference in your life. It's the meditating every day that will literally transform your life. So I would say start where you're at. If you're not ready to dive into a 20 minute practice um, like Vedic meditation, then, you know, start with a, with an app, Um, start with some breath work, start with some guided meditation, dip your toes into meditation, see how it feels. Um, But if you want to dive straight in, then I would say seek out a VM teacher uh, in your area and go and sit the course and, um, and watch the magic unfold. Brilliant. Thank you. I'm looking forward to that magic. If you listeners out there would love to get in touch with Elise, of course, you can find her on socials at at by Catch Love and of course, her website where she does have all the details of all the courses that she's running. Hopefully, Elise, uh, next time I speak to you, I will have transcended a few times and maybe Amazing. I will be living a much different life to I am now. Although <laughs> life right now is pretty awesome, but I am enjoying picking up some new skills and tips along the way. So greatly Amazing. appreciate your time. Thank you. 
We hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you have people in your life who could benefit from this information, please consider sharing it with your community. We do need each other to create a healthier us and to age well. So until next time, thanks so much for tuning in. See you soon. The Aging Project is brought to you by Poly Studio. They're our go-to team for all things podcasting.